We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? It is finally here. We know what the 2022 schedule is going to look like for your Kansas City Chiefs as they not only try to get past the AFC title game that they lost to the Bengals last year, but get back to the Super Bowl and hopefully win a seventh straight AFC title to continue their dominance of the AFC West West division and to help me break it all down are my good pals Craig Stout and Maddie Lane two-thirds of the laboratory Craig my man how are we doing this evening we're doing phenomenally we know exactly how the Chiefs are going to go 17 and 0 now so that's great (laughs) to know exactly when those W's are going to come down the schedule Maddie I know this is your very favorite day of the year. You love schedule release day, <laughs> don't you, buddy? This this is a this is a day on the calendar that I mark the moment I know about it. There is nothing <laughs> I like more than sitting around for 12 hours in the day waiting for that primetime slot to see when the Chiefs play the opponents that have been announced for the past month and a half. <laughs> Guys, we are going to break this all down. We're going to go through the primetime matchup, the tough stretches that stand out to us, our top takeaways. I like talking about the tailgate schedule because there's nothing better in Arrowhead Stadium than going out there and tailgating. And this is a phenomenal tailgating schedule compared to what we have seen in the past, where I believe the Chiefs only had one home primetime game last year, which never made any sense to me. But we are going to break it all down. But before we do that, guys, we had an announcement at KC Sports Network earlier tonight. And I want to just reiterate and talk about that a little bit before we break this down. And that is the fact that we have extended our partnership with Tickets for Less going into the 2022 season. It's going to be a lot of Chief stuff, but there's also going to be activations on the Royal side and with some of our college stuff. But as it relates to everybody out there who's watching right now, and if you are watching, go ahead and hit that like, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Helps more people see it, helps us grow the channel, and we would appreciate it. But that partnership with Tickets for Less, one thing that is different this year is that we, because of that partnership, are going to be able to give one of our subscribers each week two tickets to that home game for the Kansas City Chiefs just by being a paid subscriber to KCSN Daily, which is our morning Substack newsletter. It's $30 for the year to get the best Chiefs analysis that you could find every anywhere at 6 a.m. right into your mailbox. The first year we sent out 323 newsletters. You will get plenty of Chiefs content. And in while you're doing that, you also get a chance to win two tickets 
to a Chiefs game. We're going to randomly select somebody, probably announce it on like Tuesday of that week, say you're the winner of the tickets and that person can decide what they do with them. But uh, one of the the many marketing initiatives and different things that we're going to be doing with the partnership with Tickets for Less, in addition to the My First Game campaign, where we're going to be sending four kids that were a part of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City to go to their first game at Arrowhead Stadium for some kids that have never had a chance to go. And if you're watching this episode right now and you you need that that chief schedule analysis, I'm willing to bet you've been to Arrowhead stadium before. And you know how special it is because you are absolutely a diehard fan and you are our people. And so guys, let's get into this schedule right now. I'm talking to a little tickets for less. And again, the first thing I want to talk about is primetime. Maddie already mentioned it. Chiefs have five primetime games this year, but more importantly, three of those are at Arrowhead stadium. Maddie, when you look at the schedule and primetime specifically, what stands out about that group of games to you? I mean, first of all, I mean, just the primetime games, the back-to-back, I mean, at the first part of the season with the Buccaneers on a Sunday night, now that one's on the road, but then you come back the very next week and you get Monday night against the Raiders. Like, I don't, it doesn't seem like back-to-back like that, especially the Sunday to Monday is that common. So that's the one that initially jumps out. And then I guess my, my second thought was, unfortunate as it may be because CBS and Fox aren't going to lose it, but to not see a primetime game against the Bills, Bengals or Rams like just one of those teams that caught me off guard a little bit like the one of those three games I would have put money down on being in primetime so those three not being in primetime a little disappointing but at the same time like I like the schedule I like that you have some cold games some home games like different variety to go to primetime kind of whenever you see fit and Craig, before you jump in, I want to read this because this is straight from the press release that the Kansas City Chiefs sent out because you mentioned that that Bills game, it is a 325 start and it is in that window of games that can be flexed. So I don't know if that's the point you were going to make, Craig, but I'm going to read it directly off of this because I'm going to keep reminding myself of what this is. But it says this season, flexible scheduling for Sunday night may be used twice between weeks five through 10 and during weeks 11 through 15 and week 17. In weeks of the season eligible for flexible scheduling, the games listed for the Sunday night window are tentative and subject to change. Only Sunday afternoon games are eligible to be moved to Sunday night, in which case the tentatively scheduled Sunday night game would be moved to Sunday afternoon. Flexible scheduling will not be applied to games airing on Thursday or Monday night. So, Maddie, specifically to that Bills game that you mentioned that's in week six is scheduled for 325. So there's the possibility that that could get flexed to a primetime. And I believe you're only allowed by NFL rule six primetime games. So I would be surprised if one of those games later in the season during that window wasn't flexed. Sorry, Craig. I mean, no, that's right. And, you know, the the Rams game and the Bengals game are both Sunday afternoon games as well. So, like, there's a lot of those that you could see moved. I will say this of the primetime games. I love getting the Thursday night game in week two. I I think we see Hmm. that Thursday night matchup a lot of times has come a little later in the season for the Chiefs. And that's resulted in some instances where, (laughs) you know, the team's a little tired, team's a little beat up, playing on a short week. Yeah, they get the mini buy after it, but it's a tough short week. With such a young team here, you're going to turn around, you're going to play week one against the Cardinals, and then you have to turn around, you know, a couple of days later, go, you know, and play the Chargers. Come home, play the Chargers. Then you're going to get that mini buy early in the week you're going to get to kind of reassess after week two with that primetime game i absolutely love that for this young squad whole bunch of teachable moments going to come out of those first two weeks and i think we're going to see a lot of you know potential growth 
between weeks two and week three, just because they're going to have those 10 days to kind of relax and, and get everybody back on the same page. So from primetime perspective, I love having that Thursday game that early. And we have some people in the chat saying that CBS is going to protect that Bills Chiefs game, and that would not surprise oh, anybody probably. that they don't want to let they don't want to let that one go. Uh, as as our fearless producer behind the scenes, Tucker Franklin, bringing your comments on. So if you have any comments, let us know what your thoughts are on the schedules. We're going through those show, and we'll react to those as Tucker will bring those on. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing that jumped out, and Craig, to your point, I was hoping that the Chargers game would be Week One, just because with a lot of the changes for the Chiefs on both sides of the football, you don't really know what they're going to be i want to load up all those really tough divisional matchups early in the seasons before everyone gets a chance to see what andy reed was sitting at dana point in san diego drawing up on napkins uh with juju and marquez valdez scantling and sky Moore and all the new weapons that they've got um i don't want to play later in the season like we have with the broncos where you don't face them until december mm-hmm. uh but yeah i think that that thursday night matchup in week two against the chargers was definitely the first thing that jumped out to me that that Amazon Prime or that Amazon opener uh, in that one. But uh, guys, when we talk about tough stretches, that's the next thing I want to talk about. I have a feeling that we're all going to be on the same page here. Uh, Weeks 11 through 14, the Chiefs go at the Chargers, home versus the Rams, Super Bowl champion, then at the Bengals, AFC champion, and then at the Broncos for the first matchup against the Broncos, which again, isn't until December 11th. And they play them again, January 1st. So those Broncos games pushed to the end of the season uh, with a lot of the changes, obviously with Russell Wilson and all of that. But that stretch of weeks 11 through 14, that's going to determine what the chief season becomes. I don't, that's the separating time of the season. And they've three of those games are on the road. I mean, that that's going to test this team, Maddie. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the hard stretch. Every every year, every team is going to have a tough stretch. The Chiefs, it seems like, are constantly facing one of the hardest schedules year after year. You know, part of that's because you're good, but it's also been just very unfortunate for them. And then now you have the whole AFC, especially the AFC West, going all in. The schedule's never going to be easy, but that four game stretch, that's a tough one. And especially having all three of them kind of or three of the four coming on the road. That that's gonna be a that's gonna be a dicey one. The good news though is you're playing Russell Wilson in December. Like you're getting December Russell Wilsons. Like that that's a big bonus. <laughs> history history says December Russell Wilson's gonna give you a chance that that one might not. No, I'm only half kidding. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough stretch. The good news though is after that you get a Texans team, which by that point in time, I'm not saying that any NFL team gives up, but you don't expect them or the Seahawks really to be major competitors. So you do get a little bit of a reset before the final two divisional games to round it out but yeah coming out of that four game stretch like you got to prove yourself you got to go at least two and two if you want to feel good going into the playoffs coming out of that kind of run absolutely and then you go to houston after that stretch as well that's you know that's four road games in five weeks that's that's a tough stretch for anybody you know it doesn't matter that it's the texans yeah they'll be you know the chiefs will be favored in that game for certain but that's a tough stretch there but i want to highlight one that if the bye week wasn't in the middle of we might be talking about it in a worse way going you know week six versus buffalo then traveling to san francisco get the week eight by but that week nine game against the titans if you were stacking up buffalo san francisco tennessee back to back to back i'd actually be a little bit more worried about that one that's that's a rough rough one because not only are those three probably going to be good teams they're all going to be a little bit different there's a lot that they're going to have on their plates 
different offenses, different defenses. Like those three teams are, you know, very, very, very different. So going from one to another to another, I'm very thankful that that week eight buy is in there because of the three of them. That that would be causing Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo absolute fits going through that three game stretch. Yeah, the Chiefs' regular season schedule features nine games versus eight playoff teams from 2021, including again both the Super Bowl teams and the Super Bowl champion from the year before in the Buccaneers. But the combined record of Kansas City's 2022 opponents is 154 and 135. It's a 533 winning percentage, which based on the information that came out about a month ago from Warren Sharp is by far the hardest schedule in the NFL. But now it seems like the Rams, I saw some stuff on social media today that said the Rams have the most difficult schedule. And either way you look at it, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough slate for Kansas City going into this one. But we talk about divisional matchups and Andy Reid talks about it all the time. You win your division, you're going to the playoff. You're going to host a home playoff game most likely um, or winning your division, you're going to host a home playoff game. So since Andy Reid arrived in Kansas City back in 2013, the Chiefs are 41-13 and 13 against the AFC West division, including a 15-3 and yeah, including a 15 and three mark against the Las Vegas Raiders. And to just talk about the division matchups, what I love is, is that the last game of the season is in Las Vegas. I think it's beautiful to either play in like a half-empty stadium that's probably going to be full of Chiefs fans at that point, let's be honest. And if not, and the Raiders are still having some sort of hope that you can just snatch it from their souls based on the offseason they had getting Devontae Adams, I am here for that. I, I live for that moment. <laughs> We, what we really need is we need the East-West Shrine game to just move so we can go to that game and then like it can just still be stay there. there. Just yeah, just scoot it up. It's only a few weeks later. Yeah, right. Um, uh, the divisional opponents. What I like is besides the final two. So you got Denver and the Raiders to end the year back to back. But outside that, you don't play any other back-to-back divisional games. And I don't pretend to follow the schedule super frequently, so I don't know if that's super common or uncommon. But I just like that it's kind of all the other divisional games are broken up a little bit. So you have a couple games in between the Chargers and the Raiders to start the year, then a couple games again between the Chargers and the Broncos kind of in the middle. like I like that it's broken up like that, and you're not facing the division you know opponents back-to-back, especially during one of those kind of harder stretches. So I think they paced it out well. I always enjoy getting to end the year versus, you know, the division in case it is close. I trust the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes and Steve Spagnuolo and everybody to come out on top when it matters. So if this is close down the stretch, especially if we're talking competing for a wild card spot for some reason with the Broncos or the Raiders getting to beat them at the end of the year, I like that as an option opportunity. Yeah, I, you know, playing the Broncos twice, that they're going to be a completely different offense. Like getting that tape all season long is going to be just, uh, just absolutely what they need. And especially mm-hmm. not having, you know, the Vic Fangio defense over there. Like all the adjustments that are going to happen in Denver, they're going to get to absorb. So that is a benefit from playing the division. But yeah, love Indent against Vegas. Guys, I, I, I'm glad the East West Shrine game is a little farther away. I don't. I I would die if all of us were out there for two weeks in Vegas. That would that would murder me. <laughs> I want to see Tucker at the end of a three week Vegas binge. That's oh, what I need man. to see is the Tucker in Vegas for three weeks. And then the road we, trip could, we could we could try. <laughs> we, yeah, then the road trip back. We'll stop by Zion National Park again. It was beautiful, um, but no, yeah, I. Coach Reed always he always talks about the division. I know it, it seemed that some of the the language, some of the 
the stuff the team had talked about had changed over the last couple of years. You know, there was the the Clark Hunt speaking to the team uh, at training camp talking about, you know, the expectation is to go win a Super Bowl. The year they went and won the Super Bowl, where every other year it was, hey, just win your division first. Uh, but I love playing the Chargers early, and I love ending with the Raiders late. And to your guys' point, December Russell Wilson, at least if he – if he brings over what happened in Seattle, Maddie, to your point, uh, that could be good. But uh, I want to go and bring it a little lighthearted here because I love looking at tailgate schedules. Um, I don't know why as much because we're going to be at the Kingdom Bar. And I think this is a great Kingdom Bar schedule as well. A lot of primetime games. So if you're in Kansas City, a lot of road stretches there where we're going to be hanging out at the Kingdom Bar, having a lot of fun. Uh, but you have season tickets, you buy single game tickets through our partners at Tickets for Less. They'll give you the cheapest tickets. Use the product code, or excuse me, the code KCSN22 uh, to give yourself the lowest price on Chiefs te- tickets you can find anywhere um, at Tickets for Less. But you look at the primetime schedule, or excuse me, you look at the home schedule, five of the eight games at Arrowhead Stadium are either 325 or they're primetime. I love that as somebody who doesn't like to get up early in the morning and I don't want to necessarily have orange juice with my tailgating drinks early in the morning and have to get in line at like 630 in the morning to wait for an hour before they open up the the parking lot at Arrowhead. You can sleep in a little bit. You can take your time getting ready in the morning. You can tailgate right through the heart of lunch, you know, bring out the barbecue grill, do whatever you need to do to get the food. Like it is the sweet spot of tailgating early in the fall, like earlier in the season uh, at Arrowhead. A lot of those, the, the noon games are actually late in the season. Um, it looks like the two home games. Yeah. December 24th and January 1st are two of the noon games. And those, again, two of the last three games of the season. So if you're a big time tailgater, which again, if you're watching this, you're a diehard Chiefs fan. A lot of you probably are the diehard, diehard tailgaters who get there early. I think this is a beautiful tailgating schedule. Yeah, I would agree. And even when you look at the primetime like home games, uh, the Tennessee Titans is the latest one that we know, and that's November 8th. So like it might be getting a little chilly, but it's not going to be freezing as you get tonight. So like that's completely doable. So I like that um, as far as tailgating goes. And I'm with BJ. You know, it's fun that, you know, when you, every now and then to wake up at like 6 a.m. and go get in line and tailgate and be there all day, but it's not ideal. Like it's, it's not yeah. ideal. And even more so, this is less about tailgating, but just, you know, Maddie living on the East Coast here. I despise noon games. I'm so happy the Chiefs only have five of them. They are the absolute worst out here. I lose my entire day because you can't do anything before them. They still start at once. Like you barely get anything done before them. Then by the end of the game, it's almost time to start getting dinner ready. You lose the entire day with the noon game. There's not enough time on either side. I'm so happy there's only five of them. And like we said, the Chiefs noon games at home come later in the year. So if you are a big tailgater and you want to go out there, it's a lot better sitting out there on Christmas Eve at you know 6 a.m when it's starting to be sunny versus at 6 p.m when it's starting to get really darn cold now i am going to defend the noon tailgaters i am going to defend them because this was one of my favorite i they're already asleep now they they're in bed right now because they have to wake (laughs) up at 3 a.m i'm an old man we we have established (laughs) this repeatedly i get up early i like getting out to arrowhead when the sun's coming up i like cracking a 12% stout first thing in the morning and, and just it instantly get, freezes. And Hey man, no, no. See the alcohol content's high enough that it doesn't freeze. That's why we do that. So crack one of those and you just get to enjoy it. You get to enjoy the entire morning, make some eggs. You make breakfast out there. It's not lunch anymore. You're making breakfast out there. You get to hang out, have yourself a good time. And then after the game is over, 
you have time to let all of that wear off before you have to go home <laughs> and do things with the rest of your day. So it's much nicer for me to go and do these noon games. But that being said, I know the majority of our tailgaters want to get out there. They want to get the smokers going. They want to get the girls going and have some, you know, have a long period to do that. And this schedule is very favorable to do that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Craig, I know I can dig up some pictures back in 2013. Oh, of you and I tailgating in that that first season because they started nine and zero that year and I'm a oh, yeah. superstitious person. So when you get there for the first game and you toast Arrowhead with a shot of Patron when the sun's mm-hmm. coming up and you win, you're like, you got to do it every game now. That got pretty rough. Maybe that's where a lot it of did. this is coming from for it, me. But it, you were there yeah. with me, yeah. And that was a little that was a little rough. But um, no, but yeah, and Maddie, I'll raise your one o'clock games being terrible to 10 a.m. games when we lived in San Diego for four years. That was the worst. Trying to eat breakfast and football. It, it was awful. It sounds weird, but at least at the end of it, though, you have a lot of day left. Right. Like the problem with one o'clock is by the time you get your morning stuff done, especially with kids and stuff, you can't go do anything with like a big family trip all before a one o'clock game. And then by the time it's over and then we podcast afterwards, it's dinner time, right? Like one o'clock games are terrible on the East coast. Like the three twenty or the four twenty five, at the very least, I have all day to do stuff with the family thing. It feels like a more full day. Just the one o'clock game breaks up, up stuff so hard, but I couldn't imagine waking up on any day, but Thanksgiving and watching football at 10 AM. I will say this, but when BJ was on the West Coast, the team wasn't particularly great. So maybe that just <laughs> ruined the whole day after the game was over and you were just like, I don't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> we watched the games at the Chargers official like restaurant or bar or whatever, I don't remember what it was called now, but that's where we watched all of the games. And I just remember screaming for Dexter McCluster to catch it because I thought we had a chance <laughs> to score whenever he had the ball in his hands. Um because he was fast. But anyway, let's move on to our top take. It was a dark time in Chiefs and Chiefs content and Chiefs history and content creation and all of that stuff. Um, we had to get really creative back then, Maddie. 
Um, Tucker wasn't born yet, so he has no idea what we're talking about. But he's Googling Dexter McCluster right now. <laughs> he seems so he looks so offended right now. All right, let's get, guys, let's talk about your top takeaway uh, from looking at the schedule. When you first saw it, points that we haven't made yet. For me, it was the fact that the Chiefs do not play a home game on a Sunday at Arrowhead until October 16th. That just seems very strange to me that you're in the middle of October before they play, again, a home game. Again, they've got the Thursday, September 15th game, that Thursday night game against the Chargers. The next home game is another primetime game. That's the Monday night game against the Raiders. And then it's the following week, that 325 game. Week six is the first time they play on Sunday at home at Arrowhead. Yeah, that, that's a little strange. And then they smash a bunch of home games uh, in, there in all of October and November. There's a lot, a lot of home games right after that. That's a big one. For me, it was the bye week and the mini bye week and the gaps between games not being good at all, being terrible. Craig talked earlier about liking that early Thursday game. I, I think that's – I don't want the 10 game. If I'm a player, at least, I wouldn't want the 10-day break in week two. And then, I mean, a couple no. weeks later, you have eight days between Sunday night football with the Bucks and Monday night football with the Raiders. And then you get the bye week in week eight. And then after that, everything's on seven or even six days because they have a couple, they have a Saturday game against the Seahawks, a potential Saturday game against the Raiders to end the year. I don't like where their breaks are, their time off. All their extra time off is shoved into the first half of the year. Down the stretch, yeah. they're playing on seven days rest or maybe even less. That, that seems really less than ideal for a team that has such a hard schedule. You did some stats earlier. I didn't get to squeeze this one in there. The Chiefs are the first team in NFL history that their first eight opponents all had a winning record the year before. First team ever wow. that that has happened. So from the Cardinals up to the Titans, the first game after the bye week, every team had a winning record last year. That's the first time that has happened in the NFL. Wow. Bring it on. That is that is insane. Wow. Yeah. I, no, that, I that was also going to be but... my my major takeaway as well. If the Chiefs don't get the one seed and they don't have a first round bye, when they make the you know the Super Bowl, that will be the first time that they've had a game off in 13 weeks. So if they don't get that one seed to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to play 13 straight games. That is some serious attrition. We have seen time and time again NFL teams needing that. So, yes, while I do like that week two bye, I wish that there was another one in there. I wish it was a later bye in there. That is going to be crazy if they are able to roll off 13 straight games. But Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and if anybody can do it, it's them. And you, the most important person that we probably doesn't get mentioned enough for the reason that you just talked about and the fact that the Chiefs have one of the best at his position in the entire NFL in vice president of sports performance and medicine, Rick Burkholder, and that Rick is very, very good at getting these guys ready, knowing what they need to do. Same thing with Barry Rubin, strength and conditioning coach, and that whole staff and everybody who works with them. They're very much on the same page. They're very communicative um, with each other about how the guys are feeling, what is when to throttle up, when to throttle down, practice. Andy Reid's always been really, really good about that. And when we get into those, I'll say the dog days of the season, but you get into those December and you talk about all those weeks that they haven't had off. They have the bye week and then they go the four straight that we talked about uh, 
Craig, to your point of that's a mm-hmm. tough, tough stretch. But then they go at Cincy, at Denver, at Houston all throughout December. That is brutal on these guys' bodies to be flying to Cincy, to Denver, and then down to Houston. They're flying all over the place. They're sitting in planes. They're sleeping in hotels. That is brutal for these guys. But again, very, very lucky that the Chiefs have one of the best, if not the best in the entire NFL, taking care of these guys and make sure from a health perspective that their bodies are ready to go. Yeah, and it's going to be important. Like, this seems like this seems the first time in a while the Chiefs have had such an early bye, and then, like, we don't get that extra 10-day rest at some point in time. This is going to be a year where that's going to be – and then with the extra week added to the season. Like, this is stuff that we're kind of in a little bit of uncharted territory, so this stuff is all, all going to matter a ton. Uh, one other big takeaway I had, I love how the Chiefs announced the schedule. I love that it was just Andy <laughs> reading it off. No fluff. No pizzazz. There was nothing to it. It was just Andy reading the schedule. That was the best. That, that I mean, was the second best announcement to the to the. Chargers. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say those the Chargers. My goodness, they just their social <laughs> team kills it every year. Uh, the The final that thing that I have, you know, uh, that's a noteworthy thing. You know, you've got you got Thanksgiving, you've got Halloween, you've got Christmas Eve, and you've got New Year's. Halloween is a buy. Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's are all home games for this. So those guys, those players, get to spend some time with their family for those holidays. They get to be around them a little bit more. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a murderer's row in the back end there with the amount of travel that they do. But if you're going to be home, be home on those you know those days that you know we put so much weight on and everything like that. So that's cool that they get to do that. And he even said in there, it's like, I get to see my grandkids, you know, about Christmas. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. And the staff, Craig, don't forget about the staff, all of 65 TPT, all everybody who travels. We just talked about Rick and his staff, everybody about the players, Matt McMullen, who's on that video, my guy running up there and giving coach the schedule, um, breaking all that. So he and, you know, his his new wife, they're going to get to spend these holidays uh, together. So happy for the staff to be able to, to be around their family as well. All right, guys, we wrap up. Got a couple more segments to wrap this schedule release show up. We appreciate everybody out there who's listening. Again, please go ahead and like and subscribe if you like Kansas City sports content, particularly the Chiefs. We do a lot of Chiefs content. So uh, peruse around the YouTube channel and see what you like. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. But guys, I want to know what your top matchup. What is the one game that you are most looking forward to on the schedule? I'm going to go ahead and start and say that it's that game in Cincinnati. It's the December 4th matchup on the road against Cincinnati because I am very much in the camp of you are the champion until somebody knocks you off. Since he knocked the Chiefs off and they have a right to call themselves the best team in the AFC. So, yeah, twice. They're right to call themselves the best team in the AFC right now. So how do you get that back? You go on the road to their place in what's going to be a crazy environment. You know it's going to be. Go out there and just kick the ever-loving shit out of them and prove that that was a fluke and that they should have played the second half like they did the first half and they should have taken care of business the way that they the way that they should have done it. So that's the one that I'm most looking forward to because that's the 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 team that's got one on us right now on this schedule because that's how our season ended. So go into their place and take care of business. That, that's Craig, probably you, the most exciting one. Sorry, I was say that's probably the most exciting one. It's just you're getting really, really close to being that point to where the Chiefs have a new boogeyman, right? Like if they happen to lose that game, you're now facing like you're looking at the Patriots again when they still had Tom Brady and you were on the come up like that. That's a scary thought, and that's gonna be a lot of pressure. Like that's probably the most exciting. 
I'm going to jump to the week before, though, that Rams game, that home Rams game, you know, 325 on November 27th. We're going to call this payback for that crazy, one of the most exciting football games I've ever seen. And then the fact that the Chiefs didn't get to play them because of an offsides penalty in the Super Bowl, in which I think they would have also won that game right after that. He's going to get all this pent-up rage out of losing that shootout, not actually getting to play them again in the Super Bowl. The Patriots ended up winning because D. Ford was offsides. We're going to you know, just get a little bit of revenge. It doesn't matter as much, but I think that'll be an exciting game. And similar point, you can't be the best team until you beat the previous year's best team. That's currently the Rams right now. So like, I like that one right there, and it being a home game makes it a little bit more fun as well. I mean, mine is probably the Buffalo Bills inevitable playoff game that they're going to be, but that's cheating. So let me go with the regular season here and go with that Bills regular season game. Again, another early one. I know the NFL likes to space these out, especially against contenders. You know, they they want to kind of front load some of those. so You can see the kind of dichotomy between early season and late season there. Last year, we got to see what happened in that early season Bills game. It was a rainy affair. It was a mistake-ridden game. There was an hour and a half long delay on Sunday night football, and the Chiefs got shelled in that game. We're able to come back later on that season, and that was a shootout. I think it's going to continue to be a shootout. We're seeing you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are buddies. I'm sure they are very much looking forward to that matchup. I am as well. I think that that is going to be you know, just such a fun game to have Buffalo in Arrowhead. And I do think it'll stay an afternoon game because I do think CBS is going to protect it. So I, in the middle of the afternoon, there is just going to be, man, Arrowhead is going to be absolutely crazy for that game. So give me Buffalo. All right, we've got a comment from Paul. He said, Kent would agree with me in it being the Bucks, And Bucks yeah. would probably be my second just because he wants to have probably for similar reasons. And I have said this before that when Patrick Mahomes wins nine Super Bowls at the end of his career and we call him the greatest of all time, people are say, well, he never beat Tom Brady. And I don't care if it's a regular season game, just for the love of God, beat the guy one time. I don't care if it's a week four game he's got to have that game where he goes out and proves going up against them. I know they don't play against each other and all that but for for the sake of the argument and the debate that we're going to have 20 years from now um, when Tucker's in his 30s we've got to be able to say that we beat Tom Brady at some point with Patrick Mahomes or we're never going to be able to have that conversation so Paul I agree one. with you they got one the year that they lost him in the Super Bowl they beat him in the regular season and that that That's right. game that Tyreek went crazy in, and they just about lost it because <laughs> it was such a great comeback there. So get them in they the got the one. Yes. I think you do got to come back. Yeah, if you get another one, I think that mm-hmm. that brings them. Well, somebody just said they're three for three if he comes back. I don't know what the record would be. Um, three versus three versus Brady if Mahomes wins that one. Hey, sure, we'll take, we'll call it that. And then you're even, you know, that's all that matters. Another shout out, week three versus the Colts because they caused us as Chiefs fans a lot of pain and suffering throughout the years. So anytime the Chiefs get a chance to whoop up on the Colts, that's always a fun time. (laughs) All right, guys. Now we're going to put you on the hot seat. Uh We're going to talk about records. You're going to prognosticate what you think the Chiefs record is going to be at the end of this absolutely brutal schedule. And then you're going to state if you think that record is going to be good enough to win the AFC West division as well. So, Maddie, we'll start with you. 17-0 and yes. (laughs) (laughs) And yes. I like that you had to state the end yes. yes. 17-0, but no, they don't win the division. I would (laughs) think... 
Do you have um, a serious answer here? That one. Seventeen and um, eleven <laughs> and five. Um, ooh. yes, they win the division based on tiebreakers at eleven and five. Ooh, I could see that. Who they? Who are they splitting it with? The Chargers for sure. Okay, you mean yeah. eleven and six? Yeah, eleven, 11 and six, and six. or twelve and five, or eleven five and one. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, twelve and five. I I think that I think that that's a a strong one. I do think that that wins the division. You know, we we do this with the Chargers every year, and I think they're gonna start hot, and I think they're gonna start well. I think Denver's gonna fade down the stretch, and I I think that Oakland or Vegas is just gonna be you know kind of a distant fourth this season. So I do think that they win the division, but I do think that the Chargers are a fairly safe wild card lock. Yeah, I was going to say 12 and 5 as well with pretty much the same thing. I think it's the Chargers. I do think that they're going to take steps I'd, unless they have crazy injuries, which just always seems to happen to the Chargers. If it's not just weird things going on down the stretch of their season and kind of falling apart, it seems like there's always some key injuries that kind of derail them. And they have some older players. They made some moves, but Khalil Mack isn't the isn't the youngest player in the world. And so uh, if they can stay healthy, I can see them being in it late. And that's going to be a thing where eventually you say it long enough and you say it enough that the Chargers, it's going to be the Chargers year. Um, they made some moves in that Justin Herbert is significantly better uh, than a lot of people thought he was going to be, myself included. I was happy when Miami took Tua because I didn't want Tua to end up at the Chargers. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put that out there. That was me. I'll put it out there. I didn't want to face Tua. I had no problem facing Herbert. and shows you what I know. Um, but, yeah, I think 12-5, and five, and I think uh, to your guys' point that the Chargers are going to be right there at the end, but I don't think they're going to have enough to get past the leadership, all the things with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. They're going to know what to do in those situations. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I think it's. I think we're going to see. This is going to be the year that that we start maybe giving Andy a little bit more of his flowers. They're going to turn over so much of that defense. There's going to be so many young and new elements. You know, the offense as well. I think you're going to see both sides of the ball play better. And I think that you're going to see if the Chiefs are at that twelve and five. 13 and four kind of range. I think we might see Andy be in, you know, in contention for coach of the year at that point, just because there has been so much turnover, so much that he's had to reshape about this team. So I, it could be a masterclass for him here late in his career. It absolutely could. Uh, the one good thing that I see, like we we're talking, you know, all the turnover. I do like for the chief's sake that the harder part of the schedule does come in the latter half, right? Like they have some time leading up into the bye. I guess they have difficult games against the chargers and the bucks and the bills, but like, you know, Cardinals, 49ers, Colts, even the Raiders, like those are very winnable games while still putting your whole plan together. So getting those four in there before the bye, and then obviously having the talent to compete with anybody else. Like I do like those coming early. So I do think that helps. But yeah, I, I would not be completely shocked. I think you could tell kind of by all of our record predictions. Those are the most, those are the most losses I think any of us has probably predicted over the last couple of years for the Chiefs going into the season. And it doesn't really feel like a stretch to say that. Like I don't feel like it's trying to force it or anything like that. So at least having a couple early wins against teams that maybe aren't Super Bowl competitors is going to help as they get things going. But it's a tough schedule. Teams got a lot of turnover. This will be absolutely phenomenal to see if they come out of here with a 13 plus win season. Then, yeah, yeah, but give it to Andy Reid right now. Give him, give him the coach of the year 100% if they go 13 or more wins. 
Ooh, yeah. And collectively as a fan base, granted it's May 12th as we sit here and say this, and we're saying the same thing on time, September, on October 12th. <laughs> if they start two and three, the sky is not falling. The world is not ending. We saw it last year. Everybody was ready to fire everybody after they started two and three. This is an absolutely brutal schedule. And to your point, it is a little bit easier beginning in the season, but there is not a game that I won't be confident the Chiefs could win as long as they stay healthy when they go out on that field. And so they have a lot of new pieces on the offensive side. They've got a y- lot of young players on the defensive side that we can all be excited about. But the other guys are on scholarship, too, uh, to steal a line from Marty Schottenheimer. These guys are professionals, too. So it may take a little bit of time for these guys to get used to the NFL game, the NFL route combination, the, all the things that go on at all the different positions where we're going to have some young guys on the defensive side. They're going to have to kind of, you know, get their wings clipped a little bit. They're going to have to figure out um, how to play at this level. But uh, we appreciate everybody for listening to this. And again, we talked about it at the top of the show, and I'm going to close it out with this. We announced our partnership with Tickets for Less earlier this evening. And in addition to them sponsoring the game preview newsletter um, each Friday during the season when there's a, a Sunday game for the Chiefs, it's going to have the discount code and the discount link in there to give you the cheapest, lowest price tickets four games at Arrowhead Stadium that you can find anywhere. It's not just a line. It is a factual truth. It is the most inexpensive tickets you can find by using our code. It will always be the lowest price that you can get to go out there and find cheese tickets. That's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of marketing things on site, visibility. You're going to see KC Sports Network in some cool places. But in addition to that, the coolest thing that we're doing outside of the My First Game campaign, where we're going to send four Boys and Girls Club members to Arrowhead each home game for kids who have never been to Arrowhead Stadium, which is an, um, my favorite thing maybe that we've done, um, especially going into this year. But in addition to that, all of the subscribers to KCSN Daily, our morning newsletter, it's $30 a year to subscribe. The URL is kcsn.substack.com slash subscribe. You go there, go on our social media channels, you can find it. But we're going to pick one subscriber each week and we're going to give them two tickets to that upcoming home game. All eight home games, we're going to be sending two of our subscribers just as a thank you for supporting us and for paying that $30 a year in order to read the best Chiefs content analysis because two of the guys on here are two of the writers for that newsletter. And these guys, you guys are absolutely phenomenal at what you do and it is absolutely worth it. And we want to create as much value as we can for our subscribers. And I love the fact that we're going to be able to send some to uh, to Arrowhead Stadium this year. Absolutely. Send kids. Send people out there, send our subscribers out there. So make sure you're down. You can go right now and see, I just wrote something this week about the difference between George Karloftis in 2019 versus 2021. I got side-by-side video showing the way he moves differently. Go there. You can go there right now. That's one of them. I, you know, we got, we're breaking down all the draft picks. We got some fun stuff playing for this off season, breaking down some of the things that they can do schematically. So we got fun stuff there. And on top of that, you're going to get a chance to just win free Chiefs tickets every single home game. So it's great. It's great value. You should go do it. Go to noon games. You can go to primetime games, tailgate, (laughs) whatever you want. If you're an early riser or if you want to enjoy the day a little bit, you'll be there. Craig might be there with you at 6 a.m. You never know. (laughs) 
because he's an old. Yep. <laughs> All right. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll have more Chiefs content, more schedule analysis throughout the offseason as we start counting down the days until Chiefs training camp uh, when they put the pads on and get going and trying to win again that seventh straight AFC t- West title. Try to get back to the AFC title game, get past that and get back and win another Super Bowl so we can all celebrate together. We appreciate everybody for listening. We appreciate our subscribers and thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.